It's time for Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group on Newstalk 95.3. Michiana's News Channel, your breaking news and weather station. With financial advisors Kevin Corhorn, Mike Bernard, and Josh Gregory. Wise Money is brought to you by the attorneys at Ledoux, Curran, and Keene, First State Bank, Diane Bennett, and the Inspired Team at REMAX 100, and Bethel College's Adult and Graduate Studies Program. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Thanks for tuning in to News Talk 95.3, Michigan's news channel. You are listening to Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group, where each week we're talking about financial planning issues that matter to you and help you make help you take the next wise step in your financial life. Sorry about that. Today, we are talking about the granddaddy of them all. We are talking about, isn't that the Rose Bowl today? That's right. What Michigan used to play in, right? Yeah. Long time ago. Back in the day. <laughs> now, we are talking about a huge life transition. Does Michigan still play in Notre Dame? No. Okay. I think they're still playing football, though. Yeah, what? I'm trying to remember the last game that they played, but go ahead. Sorry. Okay, thanks. We are talking about the biggest financial decision that people make in their entire life. That is retirement, folks. And so this entire show is going to be talking about how to plan for that, how to get ready for it, how to avoid mistakes, and all of that. My name is Mike Bernard, and I'm here with Kevin Corhorn and Josh Gregory. The three of us are financial planners at Corhorn Financial Group. We're happy to spend the hour with you. After we talk about retirement, we're going to be hitting listener questions. We've got a few coming up, some good ones about will, is is Social Security disability taxable income and a few other things. So interesting stuff we're going to hit at the tail end of the show. If you have a question for the show, give us a call 574-222-2000. That's a voicemail box. You can leave your question right there or you can check out uh, the website wisemoneyradio.com and you can submit a question right there, even listen to past episodes. So retirement, it is the biggest financial goal that people have. So whether you still have a lot left in your career or you are hoping to retire pretty soon, we've got a lot for you in today's episode. We're going to be talking about how to plan for retirement, what action you should take before you maybe jump off that cliff there, how do you avoid some of the common mistakes. So tee this up, guys. Yeah, I don't want to set the bar too high, but this really ought to be the best show in this whole series, don't you think? I agree. I mean, of of all of the life transitions that we help people with all day, every day, this is probably the one that we see the most frequently when we're working with our clients. And uh, if if you're a new listener today and uh, you've missed out on the, the early parts of this series, we've been walking through seven big life transitions that most of us will go through. Maybe not all of them, but many of them will hit each and every one of us. And we started several weeks ago with the first transition, which is moving from the school years into your working career. And then we moved on quickly to the uh, the transition from being uh, single to married, and then from married to the parenting uh, stage. We've also hit so far, the college years, and last week was uh, becoming empty nesters. This week's show is, as Mike already pointed out, the transition from work to retirement, kind of the, the big goal, the big dream for so many people. And uh, next week, we're going to wrap it all up with married to single again. So if you've missed any of the shows, uh, as Mike said, go to uh, wisemoneyradio.com. The podcasts are out there waiting for you. And uh, maybe you know someone who's going through one of these transitions and you need to point them to that particular show so they can uh, get all ready, teed up, get their mind warmed up for a conversation with their advisor at some point. 
Well, I want to start the discussion talking about how to plan for retirement. So whether you're just about to retire or whether you're still early in your career, if you want to retire someday, you've got to build a plan to get there. So I want to start with the planning piece. We talk about the importance of planning all the time. This show is about financial planning, but as it relates to preparing for retirement, a lot of people just aren't sure what approach they should take. Even if there is one right approach or a right approach, do all financial advisors do this the same? Are there online calculators that are just as good? What's the right approach? Those are all great questions that people have right now. So let's shed some light on the comprehensive financial planning approach that we believe is best. Well, I think just like every other financial planning example that we could possibly come up with, getting ready for retirement really begins by setting a goal or a target. You have to define what you want retirement to look like. And it's probably different for yourself as opposed to your neighbor or someone that you work with. And, uh, you, you know, the way that we like to help clients bring clarity to this particular goal is by focusing on the five retirement factors that will influence their success or failure. You can think of these as five big decisions that you get to make in shaping your own retirement. And uh, we, we started teaching the five factors in, in retirement because we wanted to help our clients understand all the moving parts in building a plan for getting away from that paycheck dependency that maybe they feel right now. And it, it's not all that different, the, the process. If we were engineers building a, a bridge, for example, we would design this thing, but then we would stress test it to make sure that it's actually going to hold up against the, the test of time. We'd subject it to all kinds of different weather patterns and traffic and weight, uh, weight loads, and loads and everything, um, all to just see, is this thing going to last? And the same thing needs to be done for your retirement. We do that by talking through these five factors. Yeah. And then you build a plan around it. And like you said, Josh, stress test it and all that. So Kevin, what's the first factor? So Mike, the first factor is age. And so when you think about age, there's a couple of things that you consider. One is, what age am I now? How old am I? The next is, what age would I like to be when I retire? And another component of this factor is, what is my life expectancy? Mm -hmm. So if I want to retire at 66, how long am I going to live? Statistically, how long am I going to live? A lot of times I've heard folks say, well, you know, uh, my family... We're just not real long livers, so I don't have to plan for a, for a long retirement. And I remind them that the, the advances in technology and medical science have been so amazing that whether you have any kind of quality of life at all, medicine and the, the current doctors that are in place, they can keep you alive a lot longer than they could keep your folks alive. That's right. And people are notoriously bad at estimating how long they're going to live as well. I remember reading a study that said, uh, you know, if you take the estimate for how long you think you're going to live and then they tested it to see, well, did people stretch beyond that? On average, people undershot or underguessed their uh, longevity by six years. Wow. So whatever you think you're going to live to, add another six years, and you might be getting into the ballpark there. Oh, my goodness. So, you know, absolutely, how long you're going to live is going to influence, well, just how long are you going to have to support yourself without a paycheck anymore? It takes a whole lot more money to retire if your retirement's going to be 30 years long as opposed to waiting until you're 70, let's say and uh, maybe only live in a couple decades in, in retirement. That's right. If you're just joining us, today's show is all about how to plan for retirement. We're talking about the five factors that play into whether you're on track or really that you need to build a plan around. 
Kevin just hit the first one, which is age. What about the second one, Josh? Well, this, the second factor is how much will you be spending in retirement? And, you know, this is an obvious statement, but if you want to retire and live off 50 grand, you're not going to need quite as much money uh, piled up as someone who expects to live off of 80 grand every single year. Can I say uh, that this, of the five factors, to me, this is the most important one. I've seen people retire with just 100 grand saved up as long as they're willing to spend the right amount of money. That's right. I've also seen mm -hmm. people retire with a million dollars and run out of money after a couple of years. It's all about how much you spend. So what a, what a crucial factor. Well, and for the most part, that decision is your decision, right? Yeah. You get to, no one but you gets to decide what kind of lifestyle you're going to have in retirement. But the place where it starts to feel a little bit out of your control is when inflation comes uh, to, to affect your spending. How much is your spending going to need to increase over time just to keep up with the growing cost of life in this country? Yeah, so you've got to factor in inflation, but you also have to factor in health care. You have to factor in long-term care needs, potentially. You've got to factor in vacations. I, Kevin, you're chomping at the bit. Am I taking your list from you? No, no, no. I I, I like what you're saying, and I think the, the, the thing that I think about, we're talking about decisions and decision-making, and while you're still working and earning, you have some some decisions to make structurally that can affect your spending. And if you do that right, going into retirement, you can make decisions that set you up for success, or you can make decisions that set you up for failure. And this is where, as a financial planner, I love to get involved because a lot of times people are saying, well, um, what do you think about this if I if we were going to approach it this way or this is what we were going to spend in retirement? The awful part is if someone uh, comes in at 55 and says, hey, we just bought this new motorhome and we plan on traveling in retirement and um, can you help us? And at that point in time, a lot, <laughs> a lot of the decisions are already made. Yeah. And so you can help them decorate that thing. Absolutely. You have an eye oh, not, for that, right? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> you see what he's wearing? Yeah. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. All right. So we're talking about retiring today and, gosh, planning for that critical, I would argue, the most important financial decision that people make in their lives. We're talking about the five factors that you need to plan for, and we've only hit the first two. And when we come back, we're going to be going through the next three and then talking about mistakes and other issues as you plan for retirement. So more coming up here. Wise Money with Horhorn Financial Group here on 95.3 MNC. This is Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group on News Talk 95.3, Michiana's News Channel, your breaking news and weather station. Welcome back to Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group right here on News Talk 95.3, Michiana's News Channel. So Casey's no longer on the show with us, but I just want to tell the audience what a distraction he is. Right, right <laughs> here the breaks. In the oh my goodness. No we, doubt. Uh, so, but we appreciate you, man. So Casey's he's a blessing. In, yes. Yes. He's still in the studio helping us and all that stuff. But all right. Interesting show guys. We're talking about retirement and there's a lot still left to cover. We're talking about the five factors in your financial life that you need to plan for that all get mixed together and work together to determine whether you're on track to reach your retirement goals. Now there's five of them. We've only hit the first two. The first one is age. How old you are now? What age do you want to retire? What's your life expectancy? And the second, I feel, again, is most important of these five, and that's spending. How much are you spending? What's inflation? How do you factor in long-term care expenses and health care expenses? 
the vacation trips and the Florida house and all of that stuff, that's the most critical in my opinion. But there's three more that we need to hit. Josh, you want to pick it back up with the third factor? Yeah, I can hit that one. The uh, The third factor would be what will your sources of income in retirement be? This is a major influencer on your retirement because some people, they, they get to retirement and they not only have a social security check, but they also have a pension maybe. Or others may have rental income from a, a list of properties that they've owned and, and built up. Others are just dependent upon their own investments to kick off income or let them draw off of those accounts over time. But the point is, the more steady streams of income that you have coming to you in retirement, the easier it will be for you to get ready for retirement, and also the the more uh, probability of success you'll have, the, the higher likelihood that your money is going to last as long as it needs to, because you have these steady streams of income. But within income, so you talked about how important they are, but how you choose to draw Social Security... It's huge. If you make a misstep here, that has significant ramifications on the success and confidence of your plan. Same with drawing your pension. Yeah. If you have a pension, how you choose to draw it has a significant impact on your on your financial success in retirement. No doubt. How you draw your pension can be one of the biggest financial decisions some people will make in their lifetime. Yeah. And it's irrevocable too. Right. right? And you can't change it. So there, so there are lots, there are lots of issues here with when you look at your income, whether you're looking at your fixed income or, or variable income and how do I maximize that income, which ties in with the one that we just mentioned, which is spending. Mm -hmm. Well, what about this? A lot of people do come and say, you know what? I need to get out of my job and I know I'm not old enough yet to retire and I need some income. So I'll go work at Menards or I'll go work. I'll do, I'll do anything. Just get me out of where I'm at now. I mean, that obviously plays into income here, this factor, but any comments on that? Is that, does it pan out often? You know, I think it depends on what other preparations that person has done before getting to that kind of breaking point in their, in their working career. To me, that really underscores the whole age issue that we were hitting on, on number one. Yeah. Because if you just say, listen, I know that financially I'd be better off waiting until I'm 65 or 66, but I just have to be done right now at age 62. Then you've created a three-year gap that you're no longer saving and building up for retirement. You may even have to be drawing off of retirement. But to the point here on uh, income sources, you may have made the decision to start drawing Social Security as early as possible, and therefore you're going to get the smallest check possible. Yeah, and you get that the rest of your life. That's tough. I, I'll take this as the segue. I was going to say this at the end after the five factors, but if you make a decision in any one of these areas, it's going to impact your choices in the other areas. So if you say, I've got to be done at 62, you probably will have to spend less. You'll probably have to save more. You might be influenced on your options for drawing income and how much risk you should take. So anyway, but, but that's, you know what though? Yeah. Those trade-offs there, the, the decision that I'm going to retire earlier, but I'm going to try to uh, live off less uh, spending in, in retirement. The coaching someone through those trade-offs can't be done with an online calculator oh, or just oh on the goodness. back of a napkin, Absolutely. right? I mean, someone needs to be walking through this process with you, someone who has seen it many, many times before. And that's one of the reasons why on this show, we're always preaching, find an advisor that you can work with, that you trust, who can guide you in these types of decisions because they are Huge trade-offs here. Yep. Okay, so we're only three into the five factors. The fourth one is savings. 
And that is how much you have already saved up for retirement. But then also, what are your ongoing savings? How much are you going to save between right now and the time you're ready to be done? How much do you need to save? That's often a question. When people come in with this goal, they're often trying to figure out how much can I spend and how much should I be saving? And and through our process, we can help answer that and give them clarity and confidence. But but the other part of savings is where am I saving? Should it yeah. be pre-tax? Should it be Roth? Should it be after-tax a different way? And all of that kind of presents itself here in this fourth factor. Well, no doubt. And when I, th- you know, backing up just a step, when I think about income and Josh, we're talking about the importance of an advisor. I think where if I need to be done at 62, the great news is I might have two or three or four years where I can do a trial run. So if I say I'm going to live on 50 grand in retirement and my household income today is 100 grand, I can see if I really can live on 50 grand. Because if I know that for sure, then I know exactly what I need to be saving. Oh my goodness. What a great suggestion. We recommend that to people all the time. I'm thinking of a, of a doctor that came to see me a few months ago and similar situation. He was making a lot more, but the kids were out of the house. They were empty nesters. And he said, hey, we're only going to spend six grand a month in retirement. And I said, okay, do that now. Just start that process now and save the difference. So did he do it or were you calling his bluff there? It's the last time I heard from him. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I don't know how he's doing. I haven't seen him in a couple of months. But. Spend six grand a month and call me in the morning. That's right. There you go. All right. So the last factor here, the fifth one, is about risk. Josh, you want to break that down for us? Well, this ultimately is the one that we are stress testing because you get to choose with those dollars that you've saved and accumulated for retirement how you're going to invest them. How much risk are you going to take to try to get growth? Or are you going to try to you know, lean in the, in the direction of being more protective of the money and, and securing the dollars? How you choose uh, to invest the dollars is going to dictate how much growth potential there is. And if you're earning 8 or 9% in your portfolio, obviously that's going to accumulate to a much larger nest egg than someone who is steady Eddie, don't give me anything more than CDs, I don't like risk, and you know they're just slowly accumulating dollars instead of truly growing. Yeah, and I think what you're talking about is the distinction between a saver and an investor. Absolutely, it's yeah. a good distinction. So if I am, if I'm, because most people don't fully understand their risk tolerance until they see something dramatic happen in the stock market. And when they see that, and then they see that on their monthly or their quarterly statements, they say, oh, I knew this was coming and I can't handle it or I can handle it. But you're talking about it from an investment perspective, even an emotional perspective only. I mean, what if, what if someone said, I can't take this anymore. I'm only suitable to be a saver. I'm just going to put it in CDs. If you put that into their retirement plan, most likely it's not going to work. Fail, right? Yeah, most, fail. most people would need to save close to 30 or 40% of their income right. if they're savers in order to get it done as a saver. Unless they are capable of dramatically reducing their lifestyle. And that would it's be trade-off. the trade-off, right? Yeah, that's exactly right. So as, as we're going through these factors with folks and building a plan and stress testing, stress testing it, just like Josh said earlier, we are then coaching people on the trade-offs. And you need to. And it's pretty, pretty hard to do that with an online calculator. But saying, all right, the market just fed us lemons. How do we make some lemonade here? Do you wait another year to retire? Do you start saving more? Are you willing to spend less? And start talking through what those trade-offs are. Or in this case, because a lot of people with the market volatility this, this year have said, I don't want to take that much risk. 
okay, well, let's forecast you with taking less risk and getting less long-term return. Are you willing to then live with those trade-offs? Make more sacrifice. Yeah, that's, that's right. And so that's what building a plan is all about. It's not an event, it's a process. And it requires a lot of dialogue back and forth. And guess what? It's going to change and evolve as time goes on. But I've said the words often uh, on the show that we say in our office all the time, and that is we're trying to help people have clarity and confidence with their retirement. So building a plan is essential to that. You know, we're, we're on the show here, but if you're listening and you have never had a plan for retirement or would like a plan, give us a call at, at KFG. We're happy to sit down with you and talk through these issues as it relates to you. You can call our, our Corhorn line at 574 247 5898. And we'd be happy to set up a meeting with you and sit down and talk about your retirement goals and build a plan tailored for you. We've got more on retirement coming up here on Wise Money with Corhorn Finance Group right here on 95.3 MNC. This is Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group on News Talk 95.3, Michiana's news channel, your breaking news and weather station. Hi, welcome back to Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group right here on 95.3, Michiana's news channel. My name is Mike Bernard and with me as always, Kevin Corhorn and Josh Gregory. We have had an interesting show so far. We're all talking about retirement planning, the granddaddy of them all, as I said earlier. It's the big retirement goal, or excuse me, the big financial goal that is pretty much on everyone's radar screen. But there's a ton of mistakes people make, and there's a ton of assumptions people make that, gosh, we just want our listeners to avoid those and and really have a, have a good plan to reaching this big goal. So we talked about the five retirement factors that go into building a plan. But listen, I want to do something a little bit different. As we've been talking about these transitions, we've kind of had a pattern for how the discussion has unfolded. But with retirement, obviously that event happens later in life, but we would say start early. And so you should be thinking about this goal and planning for this goal no matter where you are in your financial life. So let's talk through different stages of life and what you should be doing for your, for your retirement plan. So Josh, kick us off. If, you, if a listener right now is in their 20s or in their 30s, what should they be doing for retirement? Well, I think you just said it, and that is to start early. Uh, you know, this group in particular is probably most likely to not have retirement on their radar screen because they're just getting started in their working careers. They may not be thinking about the end of their career just yet, unless it's a really bad start to, uh, to their work life. But um, the, the point, though, is that the sooner that you get started, the less heavy lifting you're going to have to do. It takes less money over a long period of time simply because you're taking advantage of growth potential. Time is your number one wealth building tool early on. It's not the size of your paycheck. Even if your paychecks get bigger as you get older, they won't be able to offset the loss of time if you let too many years slip by before you start investing for your future. So I would encourage you, whether you have a retirement plan at work or not, you could fund your own Roth IRA with 100 bucks a month. $200 a month, whatever, set those dollars aside and get used to saying no to yourself in some areas of your financial life for the purpose of providing for your future. I was going to say, do a Roth IRA. And if you have a 401k that has a match at work, you got to do that. Absolutely. And if you're, if you're not sure how much you should be saving, 
I like what Josh said. Start with a round number, 100 bucks, 200 bucks. But really, I'd say start with 15% of your paycheck. I like that, 15%. I think what I would want someone that's young to do is ask themselves the question, what would the 65-year-old me be telling me today? So what should I be thinking about? And and I, I want to think, all right, the sacrifices that are made today are going to make it easy for the 65-year-old me to leave for a couple of weeks in February and, and go to Florida or wherever you want you might want to go. I think a lot of times people in that are younger are are fearless and I would say don't be a fearless borrower. Yeah. Be a fearless reducer of the debt that you've accumulated. That yeah. doesn't have a good ring to it. It doesn't, <laughs> but I'm telling you if you've accumulated some catchy. pretty some pretty decent student loans, I'd say have your student loans paid off by the time you're 30. Bam. And I and really if you want to be fearless and aggressive, have them paid off by the time you're 25. If you're married, live on one income. Hey, so I'm also hearing light a fire. Have some urgency towards cleaning up your financial life so that you can get started saving for retirement. Well, that will serve you well in all of in your all financial areas. life, not just this particular goal. Absolutely. So have some urgency here. Start early. All right. What about if you're in your 40s and 50s, Kevin? I mean, that's a pretty wide range to talk about preparing for retirement. But if a listener, and I'm assuming there's a decent chunk in their 40s and 50s, what would you tell them? Don't quit. Don't quit. Don't quit. Don't ever give up. Don't ever give up. A lot of times what happens is people get discouraged because they say, hey, I went through a 10-year period of time where my investments didn't really make much money. And if you quit at that point in time and you put your investments on the sidelines, that's when the market took off and and went up 180%. Or worse, you know, if if the investments are down, you've become discouraged, as you're saying, Kevin, uh, and you have some sort of short-term urgency pop up in your life, you may be tempted to actually raid your retirement nest egg. And this could be one of the biggest mistakes that you make because uh, not only could you get hit with some taxes and penalties, but you're also taking away any hope of those investments rebounding or ever realizing the, the growth potential that it should have over the long haul. Yeah, you're kind of in the land in between. Yeah. It, it, when you think about school, you're not a freshman, so it's not all new. You're not a senior and getting ready to graduate, so you're kind of in the land in between. You're saying, well, wh- I'm not, there's nothing exciting about this time. And there might not be a whole lot exciting about that time. You might just need to be a grinder and just grind it out. Yep. I In this phase, if you haven't built a plan yet, you need a plan. In your 40s and 50s, you need to build a plan because you still have enough time on your side if your thinking is way off mm-hmm. or, or maybe uh, you've got some unique circumstances with your, with your goals or plan, get a plan early so you still have time to help reach those goals. Yep. And, uh, and I, I would also echo what you guys said, which I kind of shorten it down to stay on the aggressive side with your investments. Don't abandon ship. Don't quit. I love that you said that, Kevin. What about in your 60s? This is when most people, oh, lastly, if you're in your 40s or 50s, I would start thinking about retiring longer than you originally thought. A lot of people... Are postponing retirement? Push uh, it back? That's what I mean. Okay. Delay retirement. Begin thinking of that. There are a lot of people in America that just think, oh, well, the generation before me retired at 62, so I'm going to retire at 58. No, things are different now. Start thinking about delaying your own retirement. But in your 60s, Josh, what should... What's some retirement advice you'd give someone right when they're about to make that decision? Well, I think maybe sitting down with a professional to evaluate your readiness. You know, before you take the plunge, you kind of jump off the cliff and you're committed to retirement. You walk away from that paycheck. 
you need to know that the game plan that you've set for yourself is actually sustainable, that you have the resources that are going to get you all the way through retirement and that the money's going to last as long as it needs to. So uh, the, the most important thing, if you haven't done that planning that we said you needed to do in the earlier stage, now you have to. You know, it's it's you're almost getting to the point where it's too late because if you found out that you're not on pace to be ready, you don't have a lot of time to to uh, make up that ground. That's true, but we have seen incredible things happen when people come in in their early 60s and get really focused. Oh yeah, and they realize, all right, I'm not going to be able to do it the way I wanted to, but if I just work an extra two or three years, or if I'm willing to make some structural changes in my finances so that I can save more, or I can do some things, what what we have seen in our careers is nothing short of amazing with some some uh, coachable and goal oriented folks. If you're in this stage, what I would tell you is 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 look at your protection plan. So if you're in your early 60s or even late 50s, you got to talk about long-term care and how you want to manage that risk out there in the future. If you're in your early 60s, you really need to talk about health care and health insurance and figuring out, you know, get educated on Medicare. We did a show, an entire show just about Medicare. If Oh, my goodness. I've referred a lot of people back to it. So catch it on the podcast if you missed that one. But you need to start evaluating your options there. I would also have you tune into your tax plan. Your tax picture changes incredibly when you retire. So you've got to yep. hit that that area of your life. And then also position your assets to generate income, even guaranteed income. It, it, in that stage, that's critically important. All right, lastly, we just got a moment. If you're already retired, what should you be thinking about? Stick to the plan. You got a plan, stick to the plan. Enjoy retirement like crazy. I am so proud some of the retirees that I work with, even just this week, uh, meeting with folks that have spent weeks in Florida, enjoying the warm weather down there while we're up here with kind of the permagray, um, taking trips to Italy and Mediterranean cruises and the trip to Ireland, buying campers, doing all kinds of crazy stuff. So I would say enjoy it. You've worked hard for it, but make sure what you're doing fits in the plan. All right. Well, we've got. I would add one more thing real quick. Let that lifestyle be flexible, though, because if you have a certain vision for your retirement and you don't adjust to what the economy or your investments are throwing at you, then the the risk is you kind of paint yourself into a corner and you spend too much early on and you don't have the dollars to last. I'm officially kicking you under the table. All right. Okay. So we got, we're, we're going to finish up retirement plan and we're going to hit at least one listener question coming up here on Wise Money with Corhorn Finance Group here on 95.3 MNC. This is Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group on News Talk 95.3, Michiana's news channel, your breaking news and weather station. Wise Money is brought to you by the attorneys at Ledoux, Curran & Keene, First State Bank, Diane Bennett and the Inspired Team at REMAX 100, and Bethel College's Adult and Graduate Studies Program. Good morning. Welcome back to Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group right here on News Talk 95.3, Michiana's news channel. My name is Mike Bernard, and with me as always, Kevin Corhorn, Josh Gregory, we are talking about retirement. In a moment, we're going to hit a listener question. She actually called in on the hotline, left a message there. If you have a question for the show, let me remind you, you can leave it in two ways. First, you can call the voicemail that, uh, that Georgia called and left her question. That phone number is 574-222-2000. Leave your, voice, or excuse me, leave your question right there on the voicemail, and I'll 
of the details and we'll answer it on an upcoming episode. You can also leave a question online on our website, wisemoneyradio.com and check out past episodes and all that stuff as well. So we've been talking about retirement, the big decision that that is. And sadly, as we've helped a lot of people, thousands, I mean, between the three of us, Josh, Kevin, I don't know if you guys know this, but about 50 years of combined experience in the financial industry. And we've seen thousands of people retire. (laughs) Clients come in and look at me and they often say, you're pretty young looking. And I've retired maybe a thousand times. You just need to gain about 20 pounds and they'll stop saying that to you. (laughs) I'm working on that. But (laughs) we've seen a lot of people make some tragic retirement mistakes. And sadly, uh, we just, we want to prevent that for all of our clients, but certainly for our listeners as well. Guys, let's talk through some of the biggest retirement mistakes that people make and how to avoid them. I think one of the biggest ones that I see is uh, the the panicking that can come with your investments when you've retired, you're starting to draw off your investments, and we hit the first bear market or the first correction in the stock market, and you watch your investments decline so much more rapidly than just your, your drawing off of them would cause. And it can be a knee-jerk reaction to those types of market declines, but it happens when people either don't fully understand their investments or they're just too emotionally charged in the short term. They're not paying attention to the long-term necessity that just because you're in retirement doesn't mean that all growth can be abandoned. You still need these dollars to last possibly decades. Mm -hmm. And so it's important that out there in the future, 15 years from now, when life is way more expensive than it is right now, your retirement nest egg has the ability to grow and keep up with that. Yeah, I think the biggest mistake that someone could make on a a macro level, big picture, is just not planning. Hmm. Uh, There are a lot of folks that go through life and life just kind of happens to them and they just kind of respond to what happens. And what we do as planners is we encourage people to think about what they'd like to see happen and how do they take steps to make those things happen? How do they go from making a retirement dream, a retirement goal, and then a retirement plan? And a lot of people just fail to do that. And by failing right. to do that, you are making decisions all along the way. You don't realize that you are because it, it's passive decision making, but you are making decisions and you get to a certain point and all of the decisions are made for you. So, yeah, I, I mean... I've heard before, Kevin, you've said it before, people spend more time planning their vacations than they do their finances or their retirement. No doubt. And yeah, I had on here not having a budget. I mentioned this earlier in the show that my experience has taught me or, sh- or kind of shown me that the spending factor out of all, the, all five factors, the spending is the most critical And I know it's not fun to talk about. Some people might be tempted to turn the dial right now. Oh, they're talking about budgeting again. Oh, my goodness. It is critically important to your overall financial success. Kevin, you shared with me a story of some new folks that came in because they needed a plan and came in to see you earlier in the year. And they had about $300,000 saved up. And they they made $100,000 each year. And so they were spending all of that. And they were thinking, yeah, we're about ready to retire. If you're spending a hundred grand a year and you only have three hundred saved up, your retirement's gonna be a short retirement there, huh? But there's just a disconnect between spending and what that's going to do to your retirement nest egg and when you throw Social Security in the mix. So, oh my goodness, a big mistake is 
not having a budget or not knowing where your money's going. That's right. Cause you could be spending more than you can really sustain over the long term. One of the ways that I've seen a lot of people overspend, maybe not intentionally and, and maybe not even regretfully, uh, is helping the kids or grandkids more than they can really afford. Yeah. You know, the, the generations coming behind you, they get into some sort of financial pinch or have some sort of trouble and you know, hey, I've got these resources here. I just feel like I need to help them. And you do, but you may be doing it at your own detriment. So understanding not only what can you spend on the fun things or the needs in life, but also what can you afford to give away? Right. And and that just ties into the idea of boundaries. I have boundaries. I know what my money can and can't do. And if I've got a certain amount of money set aside in order to provide certain things for me and my immediate family to keep uh, funding kids or grandkids or even parents, it makes it really tough. I assume we are going to be coming back to this <laughs> issue of retirement mistakes and probably doing a full show on it just because I want you to know what's out there so you don't make the mistake yourself. And also in the mistakes, you can actually find uh, some advice and some, some action steps that you should be doing to avoid that yourself. So, all right, but let's transition at least to one listener question. Georgia called in on the voicemail box several weeks ago, and she had a question about retirement and taxes, which we didn't talk about, but I think that's another big mistake. People just don't respect the tax changes that occur in retirement. But hers is one that creeps up on a lot of people. I'm going to paraphrase her question, but Georgia's 55. She's from South Bend. She says, do you have to include Social Security disability? on the front page of your tax return like he would regular Social Security. My husband is on Social Security disability, and he was told he does not need to include it on his taxes. Is that true? No. There, there you have it. <laughs> okay. No, first of all, Georgia, I, I'm going through this with a family member of mine. So my condolences to what your husband's going through and the laborious process that it is to get approved for Social Security disability. I mean, you, I think they tell you first applications, immediate denial, and then you usually have to appeal and then many times appeal again. And Kevin said at break, sometimes people get a big windfall when they're finally approved. They get approved going back retroactive. And so sometimes you can get a lump sum where all of a sudden that's income that year. But yeah, you do have to include it on your tax return. The question is, is it actually taxable or not? Yeah, that's probably one of the most confusing issues when it comes to Social Security for a lot of people because, you know, we all know someone who's uh, in retirement, they're a senior drawing Social Security, and they don't pay any taxes to anybody because Social Security is all that they're, they're living off of. That's all that they're drawing. And it, it can be kind of confusing or a little bit deceptive because the, the truth is you have to count the Social Security on your uh, tax return but will it be included in the income that you pay taxes on? It's all based on this pretty convoluted calculation that's done. They, they actually take half of the Social Security and add up all your other sources of income and then measure it against certain thresholds to decide whether any of that Social Security will actually be counted amongst all your, your income. So it, it's one of those calculations that you would not want to do by hand. This is the reason why we have uh, tax software to, to do this very thing for us. But the point is, up to 85% of your Social Security could be counted against you, so to speak, could be taxable to you on your tax return. So to just say that again, it, it, it's a complicated formula, but add up all of your income 
plus half of your social security. If you're single, if that number is above 25,000, you got to pay, you've got to include some of your social security on your tax return, or actually it's going to be taxable. If it's above, is it 34,000 for a married couple, then some of your social security is going to be taxable. Ballpark in in there. Yeah, I think it's 32 and then 44 okay. for a married couple. Mm-hmm. And w- so the answer really George is it depends. It depends. Because for sure the income has to go on your tax return. And what we're talking about is modified adjusted gross income. Because again, if you added up all your other income other than social security, you have to include tax exempt bond interest. So it's it it is complicated. Uh, yeah. it, it 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 is complicated and it depends. So for sure that number has to go on your tax return. Whether it makes it over and gets counted and you have to pay taxes on it. That's another but, issue. But here's the planning issue, and this is why I said kind of as an afterthought, one of the mistakes is people just don't re- don't respect the tax issues in retirement. So if you want to take a big trip or want to buy a car or something like that, and you pull an extra big chunk out of your IRA in any given year, you could go from paying no tax on your Social Security to all of a sudden paying a bunch of tax on your Social Security. And it could be, you could kind of get the double whammy there. So you need a plan. You need a plan. Definitely a plan. We're going to hit one more comment. Uh, Pat, she called in and left a voicemail as well. And it was about an episode we did several months ago, or maybe a month and a half ago, about taxes. And she specifically itemized deductions. And she said, if health insurance premiums are deducted from your pay, you cannot also deduct those on your itemized deductions on your taxes. She just didn't feel like we covered that clearly enough. And I thought we did, but I think it's worth reminding folks that if you are paying for health insurance premiums out of your paycheck, hopefully your company is running it through a Section 125 plan and it's going pre-tax. And if that's the case, it doesn't count towards your medical expense on your itemized deduction. And that's probably most of our listeners as well, right? Yep. 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 Okay. So Good. today's show has been all about retirement. Of course, at Corhorn Financial Group, we do planning. So if you need a retirement plan, we want to help you build a custom fit retirement plan for you, get you that clarity and confidence, just give us a call, 574-247-5898. That's going to do it for today's show here. Thanks for listening to Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group here on News Talk 95.3, Michiana's news channel. Have a great weekend. Securities are offered through Securities America, Inc., member FINRA SIPC. Financial advisors offer advisory services through KFG Wealth Management, LLC, doing business as Corhorn Financial Group. KFG Wealth Management, LLC, Corhorn Financial Group, KFG Insurance Agency, and KFG Tax and Business Services are separate entities from Securities America, Inc. Tax services provided by KFG Tax and Business Services and insurance services provided by KFG Insurance Agency. Listen again next week to Wise Money on News Talk 95.3 Michiana's News Channel.